Hey ladies, fellas, and friends, you are listening to another episode of Three Dope Wives with LaKendra Adesui, Adelise Jones, and Lamisha Dixon. With over 30 years of collective experience, we are here to give you an inside look at what marriage is really all about. Honey, we are airing out all the dirty laundry, spilling all the tea, and telling all the business. Are you looking for something really real? Then, honey, pull up a chair and grab your favorite cup of something hot as we dish on all things marriage. Welcome, ladies, yet to another episode of Three Dope Wives, the podcast that opens the door to the real married life from the perspective of three amazingly dope wives. Of course, like always, ladies, we have some rich topic for you today. But before we get into all that, how are you doing, Misha? I am good. I'm good. Like my kids, like it's school is over for them. Basically, they got one more day left of school and summertime is here. You got plans for summer? We got a couple plans. Like I try to find stuff for them to do during the day, especially my younger one, Mm because otherwise she's going to drive me completely Mm -hmm. insane. Because as you know, I don't work. So I'm I'm at home Mm -hmm. and she don't want to be best friends. And I don't like to play like that. girl so I like got some (laughs) summer programs some enrichment stuff (laughs) camps I got all kinds of stuff that you know we've kind of booked for her and then my son um is really kind of coming into his athleticism so we've got some some training camps and stuff for him we got a vacation plan we got a couple of things what about you what about you what's the summer Um, gonna look like well luckily for me Nova's still gonna be going to daycare so Mm -hmm. I don't Mm -hmm. I don't have to uh make adjustments but um I do got my we both have birthdays coming up wait a minute we're like what four days eight days apart you're the first I'm on the first yeah and I'm the eighth so we seven days apart Mm-hmm. So we, we, we Gemini babies got some it's, birthdays coming it's up. It's Gemini season. Listen, you hear me? It's creeping up tomorrow starts Gemini season. <laughs> yes. So watch out. Um, but yeah, I have a birthday coming up. Um, going to Tulum with some of my girlfriends. So I'm really excited about that. Oh, that's nice. Um, and then Amaya made nationals for come, volleyball. Come yep. So we're going to Vegas for 4th of July weekend for that. So Ooh, we going like the week after 4th of July. Weekend, really? We know it's going to be crazy 4th of July weekend. So we going. Yeah, it's like, going to be really crazy 4th of July weekend. So we're going right after that to Vegas. Yeah. So, but we're making it a family trip. Um, We're bringing his mom, his sister, um, her husband just got back from deployment. And so we welcomed him home on Friday. I What's saw that. Yeah. We welcomed him home a couple I days ago. That. that was really dope. Yep. And that. so um, we're going to kind of make it a family trip. So nice. we're really excited. So yeah. Okay. So yeah, typical family, like you know, our normal mm-hmm. boring stuff, like everybody yeah. else. Everybody got yeah, like every you know day. regular yep. stuff going on. Yes. Yep. <laughs> absolutely. Well, ladies, um, like always, we always have some rich topic for you today. Uh last week we talked, we touched again on that whole attitude of I'm fine. If you haven't yet um gone to listen to it, make sure you do go ahead. It is out, download it, listen, tell us what you think, comment. Mm-hmm. Uh, But today we are getting into the nitty gritty 
of the one and only Misha Dixon's oh, marriage Lord. story, marriage oh, testimony. Oh, so put your seatbelts on because I'm sure she's going to have you either a rolling or crying <laughs> something because, you know, she 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 never come just bland and plain and flat. She always got to got to be the extra. Oh, it's always Lord, the extra. have mercy. And then, then my child takes me out. My <laughs> God. Anyway, uh, Misha, so tell us a little bit about how you and Mr. Dixon met. How we met, Lord. Okay, so it was really just to like give a little bit of a backstory. So, Miss Mr. Dixon is in the same friend circle with my older sister, and so um, without me even remembering knowing, I had actually been in his presence twice before. I actually have pictures um, of him in my parents' home. Um, he, like my sister had like a barbecue, a graduation party, and he was there. Um, so he's actually been kind of around our family a couple times. He's, you know, a little bit older than me, you know, had to get a little mature, had to get mm. a mature man, you know, because mm. I'm grown, you, you know, got a little seasoned. so. <laughs> he was a little seasoned already. Right, right, right. So um, fast forward, like I don't know maybe 10 five eight years later and um, all of my family had migrated to Dallas my uh, parents had come here for work my sister had moved here a year after them for work and I was looking to move to Dallas because I was in the entertainment industry so I had um, been doing theater and film and a little bit of print and some things like that um, for a couple of years, I was actually a theater major at the University of Houston. And so I was, you know, looking to get somewhere where I could get SAG, where I could go and become SAG eligible before I moved to like LA so that I could actually get into the industry like full time. And so Dallas was really good. They were doing a lot of filming in Dallas. They had gave at the at that time, Dallas had did like a tax credit for um, the industry as far as filming films and commercials and things there. And it was really popping at the time for somebody looking to get in the industry. And so I was like, you know what, my family's there, I'm gonna move to Dallas. Let me go check it out. Found out that they had a, um, a school here um, where I could make some really good connections. And so I uh, came to visit and see the school and see my family. And my sister invited me to a party. She was like, hey, a couple of my friends um, are having a party. One of my homeboys, um, it's kind of a complicated situation, but he had planned this party for his fiance and they broke up and they're not getting married, but you know, like they friends are kind of mixed in together. So we're going to go mm -hmm. to the party anyway. Okay. Because it was a party already planned. And so I was like, okay. At that point, I was really into my Afrocentric ethnicness and my sister was way too bougie for me. And so were her friends, but I was like, I'll You had a little hood, you had a little hood in you. Had a little hood. Well, you know, I was real hood, but I was like hood burning incense. I was like Erica Badu hood. Like I had I'm my hair so in bantu knots. Not the, not the hood yes. burning incense. Yes, I was like, I had got fitted for like um, my canine goals. Uh, I had my hair in bantu knots. I wore oil and linen most of the time okay that is too funny that's why i was on my journey and so like uh coconut oil and girl, jamaican frankincense. oil frankincense frankincense, frankincense was my, <laughs> was my, was my, my fragrance frankincense try to be like jesus anyway it's so so uh we go to this so i go to this part this is this story is getting lengthy but anyway so i go to this party <laughs> with my sister and um i'm sitting there and i'm like 
completely ignore most of the people there because all of them, even though I'm a grown woman, all of them see me as, you know, the little sister, mm-hmm. right? This time I'm like 23, 24, 25 years, something like that. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, um, kind of just hanging around the, this house that I'm in, um, knowing that there's like a funky situation with the, the owner of the home and his ex-fiance, whatever. So... <laughs> Um, so anyway, so I'm, I'm sitting upstairs and I decided to finally go downstairs and get me something to eat because nobody's down there now and I don't have to be around these bougie people. So I go downstairs and I'm fixing me some food and I hear this rumbling behind me and I turn around and, um, Steven is standing there like taking out the trash, right. Mm -hmm. As I'm fixing it. And he's, so I hear this rumbling and then he, I turn around and he says, um, is the food good? And before I could answer, like me and him, like locked eyes. And Mm. this is what I call like our God moment. So we locked eyes. We didn't say anything to each other. Like, like time, like completely stopped. Oh my God. I know. I literally (laughs) put my plate down, didn't finish fixing my food, put my plate down, went in, went in one direction. He didn't finish taking out the trash and he went in another direction. (laughs) That was, that's kind of, yes, that's definitely a God moment. And that's definitely one of those like movie moments where it's like, yes. Oh shoot. We just uh, locked eyes. And right. I think I and, love you already. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, so I'm gonna just walk away. I'm going this way. I'm going to tell you go that way. <laughs> and so we did that. So like, then like 10 minutes later, I end up sitting upstairs on the floor, like in the corner. Cause they're all watching a game and something else. And he comes and he sits by me and we just like start this conversation and we're laughing and talking and having a time of our lives and blah, 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 blah. And all of this kind of stuff. And, um, then like 45 minutes later, we're downstairs singing happy birthday, um, to this girl over a cake. And my sister leans over to me and she says, so Steven and her kind of, they, you know, they engagement fell apart and they canceled the wedding, but you know, we just, you know, gonna see what they gonna do. Maybe they'll get back together. Maybe they won't. And the girl, I, the, the girl that y'all sang whose birthday, birthday it was. So <laughs> Steven is throwing a party for his ex fiance in his uh, house. And I didn't just had a God I'm moment with so this dude. Dead. So I'm like, girl. So I'm like, so I don't say nothing to my sister. And I go and I was like, oh, uh, okay. So okay. we go into the car leaving like 15 minutes after that. And Steven runs over to my sister's car and says to her, can I marry your sister? I'm so dead. And she was like, boy, get away from my car. And he was like, for real, I'm going to get her. To, I'm going to get this ring upgraded and I'm going to give it to her. She was like, I will I'm cut you. So I dead. will cut you. Right. <laughs> What's the age difference between you and sister? Six years. Oh, okay. me, me, my sister's uh, like almost 10 years. Okay. And for me and Steven, it's uh, six, six and some change. So sister is big sister. Big she sister. Big sister. Big sister. Uh-huh. She is told her, I'm going to cut you. Uh-huh. Like, see if right. I'm cut you behind my sister. <laughs> so 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 we get in the car we drive away from what i know like that night he called her text her kept blowing my sister up like give me your sister's phone number give me your sister's phone number get his phone and she was like no because you in a raggedy situation and you need to figure out right. blah, blah 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 he was like i don't want that girl you know why we broke up blah 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 blah. i need to marry i'm marrying your sister give me your sister number i ain't, I ain't playing with you whatever so next night he called me and girl the rest rest is history okay so i know (laughs) look it was but look you had a guy moment yes but what made you think that he was the one and when did you know so i knew that he was the one that at that moment 
like I, that okay, awkward well, moment in the kitchen. So okay, I'll say this. So this is so he called. So that night when he that, that night he called me, we talked on the phone forever, and then till like the sun came up, and then we set a date for us to like go on an actual date. Okay. And I was like, okay, cool. I was really excited. I was just there for like the week. I was gonna go back to Houston. I had a whole apartment and everything um a car, like everything was in Houston and so I was like okay I'm staying I'm you know he wants to take me out before I left and I was like okay cool so then the next day he calls me the next night and he cancels the date and he cancels he mm. said hey I, I'm, I'm sorry I'm doing this but I want to cancel like, the date mm, you got back with her he was like <laughs> um he said I want to no, know this is what he says he says I want to get when I take you out um and get to know you I want to to be clean i don't want there to be no mess i don't want to be no drama okay. and i still got some some things i gotta clean up okay Stephen Dixon. and i was like and i was like what and he was like yeah you know we still trying to you know i got you know as you know the party was my ex-fiance and I'm, I'm still trying to figure things out you know stuff like that and i was like me i was like all right fine and i hung up the phone i cried for like six hours <laughs> i cried myself to the oh, to goodness. sleep till the sun came up literally for a guy i've had like two phone conversations with saw at the party had to go and i cried oh. like a baby oh my god yes and so then i guess things got squared away he called me we ended up hanging out and um like i knew then i was like i don't understand why i'm crying so hard i, I don't understand why i feel this <laughs> way like this is, doesn't make any sense right um but that's kind of how I knew there were several times um, after that, like when we were dating that I would call him my husband without even know. people would be like, you just said your husband. I was like, I did. Like, I would just call him speaking my husband. that thing into existence. You know, I'd be like, well, me and my husband getting ready to go to the movies. And they'd be like, your husband. And I'd be like, no, Steven. And they'd be like, you said husband. I was like, no, I didn't. I said Steven. You know, <laughs> there was just like things that always happen like that. So that I is new. No. That's definitely a guy moment. And mm -hmm. That's so special. I love it. Uh, yes. Was there okay? So he he you know he was he was clean. He mm -hmm. came to you was honest. He had some mess going on. So that's that is definitely kudos to Stephen, my brother. Yes. yes. Was there anything about him that had you second guessing? So let's say he cleaned things up, right? Mm -hmm. And now y'all yes. seriously dating. So was there ever a time where you were like, mm, I don't know? Yes. So I knew I was his wife before he did. So okay. he was still doing dumb clearly, stuff. Clearly, because you was calling him your husband. Right. So <laughs> so clearly he was doing dumb. He like he was doing dumb stuff. Like he had just got out of this broken relationship. So, you know, he ha so I'm I'm his wife. Like God called me his wife, even though he didn't know that. And he um is got other females around him doing other stuff like trying to cat he's trying to casually date me and date other people and so even though I knew that he was my husband he didn't know that he was my husband and so mm. those things like that never made me doubt that he was my husband it made me doubt that if his if he was going to be ready in time before I moved on okay you know or before I said you know what lord I know what you said but not now like I, you know and so um that's that's where I had I, I doubted his timing like he didn't understand like I knew he didn't understand what we were supposed to be right um and there was actually a time where I had broken up with Steven and um like called it off told him I was moving back to um Houston and I was done with him I actually left Dallas and went to Houston and was kicking it with somebody Mm. for like three days and um <laughs> three days. 
And um, I told him, I was like, listen, you, you stupid. You, you are a man. You're stupid. You don't know what you have in front of you. Like I'm your wife. I'm supposed to be your wife. You don't know what's good for you. I know what's good for you and I'm good for you. <laughs> like I literally said those words to him and he was like, that completely blew his mind. And he was like, she right. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of him not knowing. I just knew his, I just doubted his timing. Never that he was my husband. Okay, so how long did y'all officially date for? Probably a year and a half, if that. Okay, and then you got engaged. So mm -hmm. how did he propose? What was that story? Girl, so of course, like super, super extra, you know, like this is Stephen James Dixon, okay? Super, super extra. So um, I was, at this point, I had um, finished, I went to a um, acting conservatory um, made a lot of really, really great contacts. I had an agent. I was working in the industry. I was doing print, um, some theater and some commercials. I was like, uh, really close to, you know, um, I had started earning my credits to become SAG eligible. And so, um, I would get audition notices by email all the time, like all the audition notices. I would decide, you know, yeah, that's for me. Yes, yeah, not. I'm going to audition. I'm not going to audition. And so I got one that came across that seemed like perfect for me. And so I told my agent, I was like, yeah, I'm going to audition for it. So try to keep the story as short as possible. I um, went to the audition and I read with a couple of guys. And so this audition was for somebody who, you know, it was a lady who had gone through a couple of things in her relationship. And then the guy ultimately proposes um, after saying, you know, how much he loved her and how he was sorry and how things were going to be different. Right. And so I read with a couple of guys and um, they were like, oh, my, well, you're the last person. Can you stay and read with a couple more people? I was like, OK, cool. And so I hung out for a while and waited for, you know, another guy to come. And so they called me and were like, hey, OK, the guy's here. He's looking over the script. Um, we'll call you in when we're ready to record. And I was like, oh, OK. So I go in, I get into position. I got my script in my hand. I'm all professional and everything because um, these are recorded, you know, and um, Stephen walks in in a full tuxedo. Of course. And he of course, he walks in in a full tuxedo. And I'm like, uh, why is this man in here playing on my job? Because I'm like trying to get this money. I'm trying to get this money. And he starts reading the part of the other man. And so he's reading the part of the other man. I'm looking at him crazy. And I'm still trying to be professional and reading the part of the woman. And then it just clicked to me. I'm like, oh, crap. This is our story. I'm literally reading our story. And then when he got to the part, where he proposed how did Steven, he pull that off girl he <laughs> contacted my agent wrote this script gave it to my agent of she course. sent me the so she sent me the extra. notice for the audition knowing that it was perfect for me and that I would pick it I actually talked to him about the audition like I read it out to him he was like right. oh yeah that sounds good you should do that one I was like oh okay yeah I'm gonna do that one like read it out it showed up at the audition like this whole thing and so he got down on one knee and proposed to me at this time I'm crying because I'm realizing that I'm boo-boo the fool I'm the one getting proposed to in this scenario and um I said yes 
And so it was all recorded. It was on film. Uh, my agent was there, like a couple of other people that were from uh, my casting agency were there. And it was super, super dope in traditional, you know, Stephen fashion. Uh -huh. um, and then after that, like uh, we, he whisked me away um, and he had an engagement party all booked. In the all already? Yes, girl. And he one knew day? I was going to say yes. He knew I was going to say yes. So yeah, because you was already calling that man your husband yes. on day two. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So he whisked me away to an engagement party. All my family and all my friends were there. There was food, there was champagne. It was crazy. And we celebrated and danced and hung out for the rest of the night. And yeah, that was that was my uh proposal slash engagement party. That is beautiful. Way girl, to go, is, Steven Dixon. Girl, that is so where did you crazy. get married? So we got married in um uh, Florida. We got married in Florida. We had a destination wedding. Um, we was thinking, we was like, okay, we could have it here in Dallas, but that's going to be about 250 people. And um, we, we, won't, we would not be able to do it the way we wanted to. Like we wanted to have open bar and appetizer, happy hour kind of thing. And so we went to Florida um, and where was it that we got? Uh, what part of Florida? Uh, what is it called? It's, mm, I can't, Orange, no, um, somewhere, Coconut Grove. Uh, that's like Miami. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Right near Miami. So we got married in Coconut Grove, um, Florida. Mm -hmm. um, and it rained on our wedding day. So we had to have it inside of the hotel instead of outside, like right at the beach because it had like a beachfront entrance. Uh -huh. um, so we had it inside of like a banquet room. Um, okay. And we were able to invite and, you know, financially support 50 of our closest friends and family coming mm -hmm. instead of like 250, 250 people right. in Dallas, you know, and not be able to do that much. So it was everything that it was everything that we wanted in a wedding. It was everything we want. Like we hung out the night before we went to club bed and rented out, you know, um, I don't know that might be showing my age. I don't even know if club bed <laughs> is open in Miami. Probably not. But we went to club bed. We rented out a bed and like balled out and had an amazing weekend um, with all of our closest friends and family. We ate good. We had good drinks. Like it was, you know, it was a um, plated dinner. It was like amazing. Was, was there was there anything that you would have changed besides obviously besides the weather that's it I would have changed the weather if it would have okay. not rained and we could have had it outside then that would have been the one thing I would have changed but you know they say like rain on your wedding day is it's a, a good luck it's a, it's a good today. luck yeah. yeah it's a I've good heard luck thing yeah and so it was like five minutes before the wedding was supposed to start and they were like it stopped raining we can go and dry everything off and we can start like in 20 minutes I was like nah let's just do nah, it let's just yeah. do the thing right yeah. So how long after you got married, did you have kids? So our wedding was October and I was pregnant in January. Y'all so fast. We, we didn't waste no time on a Look, lot of stuff. I, uh, yeah, clearly. <laughs> clearly. We got right at that. We got right at that thing. Okay. So what was the impact <laughs> that kids have had? Uh, I, I mean, obviously you, you had Ethan and then yes. years later you had Tootie, but what has the impact of kids? So the impact of kids has been good and bad. I'll say that. So um, with Emery, we weren't ready for Emery. She was a surprise. Mm. Um, we <laughs> was married and getting that thing in. And <laughs> she was surprised and we weren't ready. Stephen definitely, I'll say Stephen definitely was not ready. He was um, unsure about a lot of things. Like we had just gotten married and he knew that we were supposed to be married, but he had had a failed marriage before. I'm his second wife. 
um mm-hmm. second wife third fiance how about that mm. um and he had had a failed marriage before and so he just had a lot of confusion about things mm-hmm. you know about marriage about if he was doing the right thing you know we we're both trying to figure it out um and then propped up and got pregnant right in the beginning and we we're just like okay why <laughs> you know we we hadn't spent no time together and here we are so besides that we planned on having um we we planned on having Emery planned for a long time we had a lot of problems having her okay um uh, and we finally were able to get pregnant. I had to give myself shots every day. I lost three babies um, before her. Um, so I would say with that, it definitely brought us closer together um, okay. and gave us a reason. Like for us, you know, they say don't stay for the kids. Right. Um, we definitely in the beginning of our marriage stayed like I stayed for Ethan. Um, I feel like that statement don't stay for the kids. It's it's easier said than done, number yes. one, right? And it you might not necessarily necessarily be staying for them, but it gives you a little bit more fight it to to want to keep that marriage or keep that mm-hmm. you know one you know household situation for your yes. kids. Yes. So yes. it's it's kind of like a double edged sword that statement for me. But and we'll, we can have a whole uh, episode about. You're right. Too. Right. I mean, my so parents we'll, were married for over thirty <laughs> years and every all my aunts and uncles everybody in my family all that i know was marriage and so um you stay Mm -hmm. you figure it out and you stay unless you're being abused you stay right all right keep on living right right (laughs) so um what has increased intimacy in the marriage um i think it's really been intentional for us so we've been married for 16 and some change and it's been like intentional because it goes up and down right it goes there's Mm -hmm. times where it's just like the marriage just is about the business of the household Mm -hmm. there's times where it's just about the business of the kids there's times where it's just like not about nothing and it's just about me or it's just about him and so we've had to be really intentional Stephen is really good about dating me um he never like if things are kind of crazy and we can't like get on the same page he'll set up a babysitter and we're out like we're going to the movies we're going to get something to right. eat we're holding hands like he's definitely going to make an effort to reconnect he's really good at that I'm not as good at noticing when we're not connected like that like I'm okay. you know I'm just like okay this is where we are and I'm just like moving through it because I know right. it'll pass because we've been married right, right, right. you know we're married for a man it's gonna pass right. but he's like really way better at being intentional about getting us through those times mm-hmm. and bringing us back to ourselves and our marriage and how much we really like each other and enjoy each other's company and we can laugh and how much how close of friends we are not just okay. um, husband and wife okay so when did when was like your marker of when marriage got hard? So I got I hear about five. number number seven a lot. Yeah. So I mean, like, oof, we've been married like what I say, like uh sixteen and some change. I think we had about fifteen years that was rough. <laughs> <laughs> you hear me? That's like all of them, all of them except one. Right. The first. <laughs> right. So I mean, we've had some we've had some couple of markers where things were rough. We, I mean, um. But there was never anything that I that I felt like would break us. Okay. Right? Um. There was a well. There was a time where Stephen was just not being a good husband. But that was really early in the marriage, just like in the inside the first three years. Yeah, and you got to learn how to be a husband. Yeah, yeah, and and, and a wife. I mean, we we learn in too. I think yeah. it comes more natural for us, but 
for men, I feel like it's a little bit more harder. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I, I 100% agree with that. Like I have, um, there's this, the scripture in the Bible where it says um, when a man finds a wife, he finds a good thing. And um, I take that literally as we should, you know, a lot of things in the Bible, unless it's a known parable and, you know, God gives us revelation. Mm-hmm. But um, like I was called, God called me wife before he called Stephen husband. And I believe that for a fact, because the Bible said when a man finds a wife. So I was wife when he found me. And a lot of people spend time trying to find a man, but they don't spend the time getting into their wife mode. Like mm. You can't want a husband unless you are a wife, because in the Bible, it says. All right. Come on. Sister. Come on. Sister come on. A man finds a wife. And so um, I was wife before, when he found me and um, I crowned him and king mm. him, baby. You hear my me? Husband. Do you hear me? Come on now. I, he was not a husband until um, he put the ring on my finger. So okay. it took him some time to grow into that. Well, I felt a little bit more comfortable as a wife um, in the beginning. And girl, I was just like, sir, if you don't get it together, you're going to be on your side of the house. I'll be on my side of the house till you figure this thing out. Mm. Um, but he is an author and he wrote a book called Men Don't Heal, They Ho or We Ho because he was taking responsibility for his hoism, hoism. Um, prior before <laughs> marriage. And when he wrote that book, Men Don't Heal We Ho, he um, kind of neglected our marriage during that time and um, was um, a father that did the duties of fatherhood. Like he would come and give Ethan a bath. He would mm-hmm. pick him up from school. Um, but we were still working on like the whole falling in love with the family type thing but when he wrote that book during the time he was writing that book he would disappear into his office and write for hours and hours and hours but every time he came out he was a better man um and I felt like that was the time where God was speaking to him um through what he loves to do which is write and um by the time he finished the book he was the husband that I've I've wanted that I deserved by the time he finished the book. And so um, that book took him all across the world. um, And he just continued to grow and flourish as a husband during that time. And um, we haven't looked back. So during that time, it was tough, but but it wasn't tough enough to where you would want out. No, never wanted out just space, space for him to do him and me to do me inside the marriage. Like, you know, like we still marry, but we got some work to do. Right. So what has marriage taught you? Marriage has taught me more about myself than my husband. Um, it's, it's taught me uh, that I need that patience that I'm, <laughs> that I could be more patient. It's taught me that um, I'm very complacent. Um, I'm okay. As long as we good, I'm okay. Um, it, it's taught me that I'm, um, I'm, I'm submissive, like uh, complacent and submissive kind of in the same vein, meaning mm-hmm. that, um, I'm okay with falling behind my husband. Like I, I, I have the purest trust for him and his decision-making mm-hmm. that it like for me to question something is intentional. Like I have to muster it up. Right. And so they also sometimes feel it feels a little bit complacent um, because I'm like, you know, okay, whatever you say. This is is where we are because this is where we're supposed to be because this is where you have us at. Right. You know, and so. (laughs) But at the same time, you truly do let him lead. 
I do. I allow him to lead. And I, you know, we've, you know, we've had some times where we've had some mistakes and we've had some mm-hmm. times where, you know, we were stagnant. Um, and then we've had some times where we grew like crazy. Um, and um, yeah, that's kind of what I learned. I also learned that um, I'm a great listener. And I also learned that, you know, during yeah, the time your I'm, husband could talk, child. Oh, baby. Listen, <laughs> listen. He, he got, got 15. No but to listen. He got 15 words. Because if you look, morning. if you talk back, the conversation could go longer. Oh, and I'm trying to go to sleep. <laughs> Sir, I'm sleepy. <laughs> what are we still talking about this for? I want it out. You know? Uh, <laughs> but he's also, yes. but gosh, he's made me realize so many gifts that I have. Like he's made me realize my gifts of hospitality, mm-hmm. which is like my spiritual gift, and um my gift as which is also comes with being a great listener. Um, and I think with my you know, with being a great listener, I've also just absorbed and able to really cultivate um, God's wisdom he has for me. And so I'm able to share that as well. So what is one piece of advice that you can give to aspiring or new wives? Girl, my advice is to just, I hate to sound old, but just keep on living. Just keep that on does living. Kind of old. Do. Just keep on living <laughs> and see what tomorrow gonna bring. Because <laughs> because this thing, <sighs> this marriage thing, it turns and churns like like nothing you've ever seen. Like it has been um, the greatest challenge and the biggest triumph you know, that I've you know could ever have. Um, I don't know any metal or moment or dollar that could add up to you know the the growth and the things that I've experienced being a wife so I would just say keep on living keep on pushing as long as you there's nothing that is threatening your mental spiritual physical health um, then stay where God put you you know push through there's lessons to be learned there's something on the other side of all of it Amen. I am here yes. for it. Well, ladies, Misha let us get in her business. Just all in my little personal. Yeah, you know, we got a little <laughs> business. And as always, what is popping in the press? What's my pop, gosh. Pop, popping? Man, let me just start off with this whole thing with Israel and the Palestine. Like, that Girl. just... I don't, I have, I've only read a couple certain little things about Mm -hmm. it because Mm -hmm. I feel like they're so, it's hard. There's a lot of conflicting things. Like first it's like, oh, Gaza's attacking Israel, but Israel's really attacking Gaza. And it's just so much. And so I don't know where truth lies, but all of it breaks my heart. Like it's just is so saddened. I am seeing pictures of children and and families Ugh. being killed torn apart killed crushed it's under so rubble sad. it is it's it's so sad and i mean a lot of times we always think about like you know war and all those kinds of things but there's something to be said when there is war and like you know what is perceived as to be the motherland you know mm-hmm. where you know things started and created mm-hmm. like these holy wars like right you know, it, uh, battling over oil and land and all that right. kind of silly stuff that we've done you know in the past you know of course has brought some horrible times in turmoil and pain to our country but when things are happening in the places where 
all of it started where creation was beginning you know like Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff then it just feels a little bit different it feels a little bit scarier it tremble you know it makes you tremble a little bit more it just makes me so sad it does and nobody I mean I have a lot of Palestinian friends and my heart just goes out to all of them all of their families um I have a I know and I I have a a friend also that plays overseas basketball and he's in Israel um and I saw one of um, one of my Facebook friends. I don't even really um, associate with them, but we know yeah. each other somehow, some way, because we're Facebook friends. Right. <laughs> um, but their daughter was in Israel and was like, you know, in a shelter. Just, oh, yeah. It's it's so crazy. It's when just you, so crazy. When you got to live with a bomb shelter, you know, it's built so- into the building, that's. It is. So our hearts definitely go out to everyone in Palestine and Israel. Israel, yeah, praying for for sure. Um, Moving on. um, ASAP Rocky. Okay. Girl, he said Rihanna is the one. You hear me? Declared that thing. The same way you declared Steven is the way he declared Rihanna. He didn't put a stamp on that thing. Mm -hmm. He like, but I think they look, I think they're a really cute couple. I, but he's young, right? I I like ASAP. He's very. I think he's so cute. I think um, he's super cute too. <laughs> and she's super. She she a bad. She she mm-hmm. a baddie. You know. So yeah, I like them together. I do. I, do. I like them together. I like the way they look together. I like their their vibe. Yeah. Um. I actually just watched a movie that ASAP Rocky was in. Me too. Monster monster oh my it was goodness. so good it i feel like so every good. black male needs to watch that movie especially yes. young black male. my son yes it is it's, it's yes. it was he's, so he's good watching it it was so good he did a great job in that movie mm-hmm. he didn't play too much of what would be outside of the character which what you would think he would might right. be like you know right but um it was good to see him on film and know okay wait a minute you you flexing a little bit of versatility mm-hmm. sir come through uh-huh. come. yeah i enjoyed that movie netflix yeah. Yeah, so y'all check it out. Netflix, check out Monster. Yep. Um, it looks like it was executive produced by John Legend mm-hmm. and a host of other, um, you know, really talented people. So check that out. But yeah, Absolutely. he love with Riri. Oh, you know who else was in there? Who played the super bad guy? John David Washington. Um, oh, yeah. Denzel Washington's son. Yep, yep. Was Showed also in. in that. And then Jennifer Hudson was uh-huh. in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It had some good it was, people it's in a good. It's a good movie. It yeah, was, yeah. I was, I was very pleased by that movie. Yeah, she got to check that out. Okay, uh-huh. what else is popping in the press? Um, Something that just gets my blood boiling. So I, I went from crying news to blood boiling. So the Texas governor signed oh, to no. ban abortion. Mm. And it's not just a regular ban. It's banning if you get raped, if you if for incense, like anything, like if you gonna have this baby, if it's after six weeks and there's a heartbeat detected, you're gonna have this baby pretty much. Mm. Um, not only that, but any private person can sue an abortion clinic. Oh, really? So just a random can walk off the street and be like, uh-huh. I'm suing uh-huh. you. Yeah, this baby got a heartbeat, so I'm gonna sue you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! So we let a bunch of old white men. Uh-huh. Um, tell us what we can do with our coaching and whatever's inside of it. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, this is America. Mm-hmm. Um, and whether you are, you, whether you believe in abortion or not, um, I think it's something that, uh, 
is a personal decision and you should Absolutely. be allowed to make the personal we decision. We don't know everyone's situation. We don't know everyone's situation. And listen, um, if you know that you can't carry, I mean, like if you carry a baby and it kills you, I don't know. Listen, it's a personal decision. Everybody should be allowed to make that decision. Well, I'll clearly not a, in tex- Texas. Uh, white men don't believe that we should. Anyway. But the crazy thing is abortion <laughs> abortion is still going to happen. Now what's going to happen is going to be done illegally and it's going to be, there's going to be a lot of I botched know. situations oh my gosh. and abortion houses and places like that that are, um, that could possibly not be safe for women um, who find themselves in a situation where they want to do that. So um, welcome to Texas. <laughs> what else you got? You got anything for me? Misha? Yes. Paul Mooney. Paul Mooney passed away. He was a, com- he's a comedian mm-hmm. and he has been on the scene since like, Richard Pryor days like um, I was about to say I feel like he he one of the older ones yeah he one of the The OGs the OGs he's real controversial he talks about everything things in politics people personal business um his style he's a very casual comedian he's not you know it's not a lot of uproar it's not a lot of high laughter he's gonna make you think so he's a thinking comedian. And so um, rest in peace to him. Uh, he's yes. definitely missed in the industry. He is def- he's a pioneer, you know, um, and uh, he was a good one. Paul Money crazy. He real oh. crazy. So we're going to miss him and his specials. But that's Absolutely. it. That's all I got that's popping in the press. Well, ladies, uh, it has been real. We have gotten into Misha's business. We talked about mm-hmm. lots of uh, good gems about her uh, her testimony, a lot of uh, good advice. We know speaking wifehood into existence. <laughs> yes. We got a lot of uh, Bible verses. We went to church like always because her and Tam always bringing us Girl, to church. we're going to take it. We're going to take it in. <laughs> you hear me? Uh but it has been um, awesome as always. If you have not yet checked us out on um, all social media platforms, please do so. Follow us at Three Dope Wives. That's T H R E E Dope Wives. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all of the platforms. Um, also join Dope Wife Nation. That is on Facebook. If you haven't yet downloaded um, our previous episodes, make sure you do so. We are also on all platforms: iHeartRadio, Spotify. Uh, Apple Podcasts, all of them. So (laughs) make sure you go do that and we will catch you next week. Peace. This has been another episode of Three Dope Wives. Sis, we are so glad you took a minute to get real with us. Yep. Listen, I want you to know something. Every day a woman is married and a wife is made. Vows are exchanged and hopes arise. Mm-hmm. And every day a woman's dreams are crushed. Ush. Let me tell you, crushed, crushed <laughs> by the yep. reality of what marriage really is. True. Stay tuned with us and we will help you survive another day of this crazy, crazy, crazy married life. Crazy married life. I promise we will. Now, if you would like to submit a question or a topic of discussion, please send your request to 3dopewives at gmail.com. That's T-H-R-E-E, dopewives at gmail.com. And we'll see you again next time, girl.